0: Music is central to our well-being. If you're listening here, chances are you feel the same. The Classical Post podcast uncovers the creativity that exists behind great music. We believe music is interconnected with other art forms and life experiences. It doesn't exist in a vacuum, but is often influenced by other sources. No matter who you are, cultivating your creativity is fundamental to being better in business and living a more holistic life. Discover more on this podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Eifert. Thanks for joining me today, and I hope you find something valuable in this episode. When British saxophonist Jess Gillum refers to her Carnegie Hall debut as a real dream come true, she's being literal. At the age of 12, she's dreamt of taking New York City's fabled stage, sharing her passion for the saxophone with the audience. Gillam's dream became reality in October when she and pianist Thomas Weaver performed a wide-ranging program of music from Telemann and John Dowland to Meredith Monk and Barbara Thompson at Carnegie Hall's Wild Recital Hall. For Gillum, it was important that her program not only reflected the capabilities of her instrument, but also allowed her to forge meaningful connections with the audience. Her insatiable drive to share her excitement about classical music has led her to a bevy of remarkable opportunities and honors. At just 24 years old, Gillam remains the youngest presenter to host a BBC Radio 3 program, the wildly popular This Classical Life. And in 2018, she was a soloist at The Last Night of the Proms, perhaps the biggest and most prestigious event in British classical music. She was named a member of the Order of the British Empire for her service to British music and was the first saxophonist to be signed by Decca Classics. And her debut album Rise hit the top spot on the UK classical chart in 2019. In this episode of the Classical Plus podcast, Gillum and I talk more about her Carnegie Hall debut and the project she has lined up for 2023, including the premiere of a new concerto written for her by Anna Klein, which she'll perform with the Detroit Symphony. Plus, she shares how film, fashion, and nature fuel her creativity, her fanatical love of Naren's oatcakes, and why there's nothing more important to her then quote, being as kind as possible.
1: I'm Jess Gillam, and I'm a saxophone player and I'm also a presenter on TV and radio in the UK.
0: Where do you find inspiration to create music?
1: I think for me the biggest inspiration is with people, connecting with people, communicating with people and, and creating spaces for them to come and exist in and, and places outside of the ordinary world. And I think relationships and, and seeing how people relate to each other in the world is what inspires me the most, how we connect with each other and how we exist on this crazy planet, all trying to figure out what we're doing here and, and why we do it. So that's usually what, in, what drives me, is, is how can we connect better together.
0: We think about fields of study outside of music, um, but something that influences your music-making the most. Um, what would that be? Um, some ideas that the field of art, painting, sculpture, design, architecture, fashion, film. Any of those um, resonate with you?
1: Yes, I do. I, I like film. I, something I've started to get into a bit more recently of seeing, again, how storytelling, I think that's the main one for me, how storytelling in different mediums works and then how we can bring that into music. So seeing how characters relate on screen, how different shots can have within them different emotions and tell different stories and then how can we replicate that on the stage and fashion also seeing how people express themselves through different colors and clothes but for me also nature like mother nature is incredible and the patterns and the the way that things synthesize the way that things juxtapose I always find getting outside getting outside of the house and looking at what's going on naturally in the world can be a huge inspiration
0: Describe a routine you have in place that helps you live a healthier life.
1: I try and be as mindful as possible. Um, so I try and think about how I'm communicating with people, about how that will make them feel, about how that makes me feel, and trying to be kind of in touch with um, how how you yeah how we communicate with people. But also, I try and exercise when I can, which is hard as a touring musician. But I try and get outside and try and keep up some kind of loose exercise um, regime. I don't do very well with it. (laughs) And I also love food. So (laughs) trying to make a kind of balanced diet and just being mindful of what goes in my my body as well. But yeah, I definitely could be healthier.
0: (laughs) If we talk about energy, what energizes you in life to keep creating? Uh, What energizes
1: me in life to keep creating again, I would say people and both the people closest to me, the people I love and my my family and people that I don't know that I see in certain situations where I think I have the opportunity to create and do this and that person doesn't or that person does and they're doing it in a different way and, and kind of taking inspiration from that. And also just the, I mentioned it before, but this idea that we're all muddling through we're all on this planet looking for some kind of rhyme and reason looking for some kind of purpose and for me the 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 place that I feel comfortable and like I have a purpose is when I'm on stage and I feel like I'm connecting to people so it's the kind of craziness and and disorder of the world and the planet and the nonsensical side of it that I try and make some kind of sense of through music.
0: What is one specific product you highly recommend?
1: I really love. There's a brand in the UK. I don't know if you can get it here called Nairns. and they are a Scottish company, and they make oatcakes. And I used to eat a packet of their superseded oatcakes almost every day. They're the best snack and the best energy. So I would recommend <laughs> Nairns. But also, I have to recommend my mum and dad's brand. They're called Gillums, and they sell tea and coffee. And I would feel like I was doing a disservice to them if I didn't recommend their coffee, which is lovely. It's a family business. It's been in our family since 1894 and we've run a um, grocery shop. And then my mum and dad reopened the business as a cafe and a shop. And so they blend their own tea, they import tea and coffee and they also do lots of baking and cooking and lots of um lots of homemade ingredients and sauces and it's in the Lake District in the UK Um, and I was brought up in that business so yeah I have that's where my love for food came from.
0: What restaurant or bar do you love to eat at when you're in New York City? And then obviously, what do you order then?
1: Oh, this is a tough one. So I've only visited New York twice. And the last time I was here uh, was with my dad. And we went to a place. It seemed like an ordinary restaurant, but we're vegetarian. And everything on the menu was vegetarian. And I can't for the life of remember what it was called. Um, But I had some kind of chicken dish but wasn't chicken which was amazing the the choice and everything was was brilliant but I've not actually eaten in that many places in New York at all so I I could do with some with some recommendations I have a free evening tonight so I'm going to hopefully find somewhere nice
0: (laughs) one place that I love but it's so hard to get reservations at is it's called the polo bar and um it's Ralph Lauren's restaurant um on like 55th I think and 5th Avenue and it's just amazing um and then the other place that i really love is les cuckoo in soho and and that's fabulous it's a french um, uh, restaurant that's just amazing in fact i'm going there in about two weeks from now
1: oh well i'll i'll have to see by chance if they have any room but thank you i'll check them out
0: let's take a quick break did you know classical post is a brand built for your pleasure by gold sound media a New York creative studio developing content for music lovers around the United States. We're always looking for new opportunities to partner with music presenters, artists, and record labels. If you're interested in content to build your community, please get in touch. Head to goldsoundmedia.com. Now, back to the show. ¶¶ Tell us about your Carnegie Hall debut. How does it feel to, to make a debut at one of the most legendary concert halls in the world?
1: It I, I will struggle to describe it to you, to be honest. <laughs> but it was a real dream come true since I was a tiny girl. When I was 10, I had the dream of playing in the Royal Albert Hall in the UK. And then when I was maybe 12, I found out there was Carnegie Hall. And I had this dream of playing there and it felt like this far out dream that would never happen. And then to be on that stage last night and to be playing to such a warm and friendly audience with Tom was just incredible. I loved it. And it was quite an emotional experience for me because it, it felt like a real milestone. And to to play the music that I love to such an appreciative audience was was really, really special. And I'm really grateful to, to Carnegie Hall for the opportunity and to, to Tom for playing with me. And I'll never I'll never forget it. It was one of those moments.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, Carnegie is is just iconic. And I think uh, uh, especially from an artist's perspective uh, with you actually making a debut there, I can't imagine the feeling. Of, I mean, it's one thing for an audience uh, member to, to experience something, but it's a whole other thing, I believe, for uh, an artist to, to be on the stage. Um, do you want to talk about a little of, of the program um, that you and, and Thomas put together?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, um, with the saxophone, we have a really interesting opportunity to present um, all different kinds of music because it's an instrument that sits across so many different styles. So last night we played um, music by Telemann, so music from the Baroque era, also to modern day brand new commissions and jazz pieces, a piece by Barbara Thompson called The Unseen Way, um, a tango piece by Piazzolla. Um, Polan Sobo Sonata, and we had all of these different strands and styles coming together and being held together by the sound of the saxophone. And one thing that's really important to me when I play is to play music that I really resonate with, music that really speaks to me so that I can tell the story well, so that I can share the story with the audience. And that was my main aim last night to kind of create an atmosphere and a place for the audience to come and exist. And when you, when you manage to take an audience with you or you feel like you've been able to invite them into to your sound and to the space of these composers, it's one of those feelings that is really hard to, to put into words and describe. But that's the kind of music that I want to find and program, um, yeah, and connect as best as possible with the people.
0: In terms of the future, projects coming up, uh, do you have any um, things you want to highlight uh, right now?
1: Um. Yeah, I am coming back to the U.S. in February. I'm giving the premiere of a concerto by Anna Klein with the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, so I'm really looking forward to that. And also, I'll be touring uh, quite a lot in uh, Europe with my ensemble, the Deskillum Ensemble, and they um my friends in a band we play together, and that is so much fun. Um, but playing live is just the best thing. So if if anybody's listening and near a concert, we'd we'd love to see you there and. And get to share that that special experience together,
0: in terms of success, what does that mean to you? It's personal and, and j- different for everyone, but I'm curious to hear uh, um, your perspective, especially since I mean you achieved so much and you know the whole not just your solo career but you're on the BBC and you know which is insane, so I, I'm curious to hear your perspective.
1: Yeah, success is such a such an interesting one and such a difficult one to answer because it is so personal to everybody and success can be on a personal level it can be you know overcoming a fear or or sending an email that you are really scared of sending and and sending it and and communicating in that way or it can be playing at Carnegie Hall and for me success is a kind of internal thing it's feeling um balanced and happy inside myself and then feeling confident enough to share that with other people so it's about finding the center within myself and, and feeling confident enough in that, and believing in my ideas enough to then share them with other people and, and carry them out to the best of my ability whilst being as kind as possible. I think that's the most important thing to me in, in the world is, is kindness and making sure that we're sharing with other people and um, being as gracious as possible and uh, as kind to other people as possible. So that would be success for me, being confident and finding yeah. my own beliefs, but being kind with them.
0: Thanks for listening to the Classical Post podcast. I hope you have found it meaningful and that it gave you new ideas to cultivate your creativity to be better in business and life. So let's stay in touch. Remember to follow this podcast to get notified of new episodes and sign up for our monthly newsletter for album recommendations and editorial on leading artists. Just head to classicalpost.com slash subscribe.